This is Pastor Andrea Ellis, and I just want to personally welcome you to the Destiny Faith Church podcast. I'm so happy you're with us today. I trust the word of God will inspire you. So please open your heart and enjoy the word. In Jesus' name. I'm going to continue this lesson. I'm continuing this Pentecost Sunday lesson. I'm, I'm running low on time, so I need to dive right in. And I'm going to continue this lesson. It's, it started right here in uh, Exodus chapter 12. And I'm just going to flip over because we know that the Lord delivered the children of Israel out of bondage. It, Egypt represents slavery. Sin, once upon a time, made us slaves. We were slaves to sin. Even when we didn't want to do it, we found ourselves right back doing the same old stupid stuff because we were slaves to sin, right? But when Jesus laid his life down and picked it back up on Resurrection Sunday, he rose with all power. He ascended on high, leading captivity captive, giving gifts to men, and he sat down on the right hand of the throne of God, declaring, it is finished. He said, it is finished, so the person of the Holy Spirit could go back into the earthly realm to empower us. Remember, he told the disciples, don't you dare tuck tail and run. I know that was a bloody mess. I know that you're afraid, but don't you dare tuck tail and run. Stay right there. Wait until you're filled or endued or endowed with power. I'm going to give you power, the power that you need to overcome in areas that you failed at on your own. But wait for it. Listen to me. I'm giving you a lesson about the person of the Holy Spirit. His inbreaking, indwelling, infilling power. His inbreaking power. I told you my kids were believing God for something. Essence and Vance, they were believing God for something. So I would inbreak into their house. I was a welcome break in. When they weren't there, I knew the code. I would break in and I would go leave stuff to encourage them. They never called the police on me. They never changed the code. I was a welcome intrusion into their life because I was there to encourage their faith. Jesus sent back the Holy Spirit to encourage you in areas that you're weak in, in areas that you're frail in, in areas that you failed at before. Jesus sent the Holy Spirit to dwell big on the inside of you and to fill you up so full that there's no room for doubt. There's no room for fear. There's no room for failure. Listen to me. The life of the Holy Spirit, big on the inside of you, triggers, activates, and propels your now faith in your life. Somebody shout out, Holy Spirit, activate. Okay, let me read. I'm just going to have to paraphrase because I'm running out of time. And I'm going to go back and forth. I'm going to go back and forth, but we're going to get a revelation. In Exodus chapter 13, it talks about when the children of Israel were delivered out of bondage. It talks about how Pharaoh let the people go, but God didn't lead them the easy way. They had to go the long way. God led them the long way through the wilderness. Because he didn't want them to change their minds. 
because when they saw war or when they saw that it wasn't going to be easy, they wouldn't get discouraged and go back. Do you know your flesh automatically knows how to go back? Your flesh does not need a road map to go back. It knows how to go back even after it has been delivered. It automatically knows how to get back there. It's something about discouragement. When you get discouraged or when you get disappointed, disappointment means you missed your appointment. When you get disappointed, then it seems like the resolve that you have is no longer as prominent. I tell the story, it was Christmas time and I was out shopping by myself and I remember, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm concerned about my weight and fighting a good fight of faith over my weight or whatnot. So I had an empowerment that sign at Krispy Kreme was blaring talking about me, talking about hot donuts now, hollering my name, talking about, hey, hey, the donuts are hot. And I drove past it. I was like, I rebuke you, Krispy Kreme, in Jesus' name. I felt warm and fuzzy driving past the Krispy Kreme. I felt really good about myself. And the sign was calling my name. Are you listening to me? Y'all know how Krispy Kreme is. You drink the first one. Then you eat the second and the third one. Are you listening to me? So I had power over the Krispy Kreme that day. I went shopping and something happened during my shopping excursion. And I got so frustrated. I was so frustrated during my shopping excursion. I said, so I'm about to go give me some Krispy Kreme. And the Lord spoke to me. And he said, why would you do that? He said, you had an empowerment when everything was going well. But the moment you got discouraged, you're going to go back to what you had the power to drive past before? I had swallowed deep on that one. But I thank God for the Holy Spirit big on the inside of me to help me in my moment of weakness. I like to take it to food because people don't fall out with me when I take it to food, but you put it on what you need to put it on. Are you listening to me? I was cool with it. I had drawn right past Krispy Kreme, biggest day. I was like, Krispy Kreme, I rebuke you in Jesus' name. Drove on past it, didn't think nothing about it until I got disappointed. Then I said, I'm going to give me some Krispy Kreme. And the Holy Spirit reminded me that if I had power before my disappointment, I have power after my disappointment. So the Lord took them the long way because he knew, he knew that at the place of disappointment, they have a tendency to go back. Are you listening to me? According to verse 18, it talks about the children of Israel went out in orderly ranks. Orderly ranks. That means they went out in fighting formations. They weren't running scared when they left. They were not running scared. They had been in bondage all of those years. So what seemed like a suddenly, they had been prepared for, they had been praying, but now uh, out of all their praying, suddenly they had their shoes on, they did everything that they needed to do, and they had a quick exodus. Exit us. 
I'm here to prophesy over you a quick exit us. You coming out of some stuff. You coming out of some stuff. You coming out of some stuff. You coming out of some depression. You coming out of some anxiety. You coming out of some debt. You coming out of some loan. You coming out of some stuff. But listen to me. At the first sign of disappointment, I'm here to remind you that the person of the Holy Spirit is here and at hand to remind you if you get disappointed, you don't have to go back. Are you listening to me? They weren't running scared. They were not disorganized. They were not panic stricken. They were confident that God had delivered them. They went out with the gold. They went out with the wealth of the Egyptians. The Lord had a pillar of cloud by day, a pillar of fire by night. Even when it seemed like they came to a dead end, the Lord opened up the whole Red Sea and they walked across on dry ground. Man, that's a suddenly God was showing up for them. Miracle after miracle after miracle. But here's the thing. We're not supposed to live according to miracles. We're supposed to live according to faith. The Holy Spirit is the birthday of the church or the birthday of the body of Christ. The Holy Spirit is given to us to teach us how to live so that we're not just living after miracle after miracle after miracle. If you keep looking at the children of Israel, God was showing up for them, doing spectacular things for them. And every time God showed up, they went back. And every time they went back, they start looking back to Egypt and wishing they were back at Egypt, wishing for the slave food, wishing for the security that they had in Egypt. How soon did they forget that they were being beaten and raped and abused? They couldn't go and come as they wanted. They were eating leeks and garlic and onions, but God had a prepared place flowing with milk and honey for them. But at the first sign of having to fight, they wanted to go back. God took them in a wilderness. We all have to go through a wilderness experience sometimes. The wilderness is not a punishment. The wilderness is to take Egypt out of us. God took them out of Egypt, but it was their job to get Egypt out of them. God took them out of Egypt. They had to get Egypt out of them. Are you listening to me? Come here, Vance. This is what we want to do. Lord, take it away. 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 God ain't trying to wrestle with you to take nothing away. You got to give it to God. And then you stop worrying about it. We keep begging God to take it away, and we yet holding on to it. We wrestling with God, talking about, Lord, please take it away. And we won't let it go. So we go round and around in the wilderness until sometime we get too tired to hold on to it any longer. But sometimes it takes a long time before we get tired. 
because we'll hold on, thank you, to that thing until the bitter end. Are you listening to me? I'm going to read a scripture. Let me go over here. Give me a second. Thank you. Acts 2, 1 through 4. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all, all with one accord in one place. And suddenly, I told y'all, give me suddenly today. There came a sound from heaven as of a rushing, mighty wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire. And it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. That was the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. He Remember he told them, wait there. I know y'all been in cowardice and timidity, but just wait. Don't tell and run. Just wait. I'm going to give you the same power. You're going to have so much power, so much boldness that you're going to be bold, effective witnesses even to the point of Death. You're going to be willing to let some stuff die. Listen to me. You're going to be willing to let some stuff die. Listen, you're going to be willing to let some stuff die. Some stuff we like. Some stuff we like to hold on to. Some stuff that we relish about. But when you're with the person of the Holy Spirit, you're willing to let it die. The children of Israel circled around in the wilderness for 40 years because it took that long. A whole generation of people had to die because they wouldn't let stuff go. They wouldn't let it go. So instead of letting stuff die, they died without receiving the promise. I'm not trying not to receive my promise. I'd rather let stuff go and receive my promise in my lifetime instead of spending my whole life sad, mad, and disgusted because I'm not willing to let stuff go. Luke chapter 4 talks about Jesus when he got filled with the Spirit. Remember the Spirit led him into the, led him into the wilderness, and he was tested by the devil, lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Then the very next transaction, he went to the sanctuary. He went to the tabernacle. He went to the temple, and he read the Scripture. Remember that? He read the Scripture, and it says, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. What is he talking about? That's the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captive, recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. And he closed the book and he gave it back to the attendants. And all of those who were in the synagogue were fixed upon him. And they began to say, and he began to say to them today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. So all who bore witness to him and marveled and said to him, said about him, wait, ain't that Joseph's boy? In other words, who he think he is? He ain't nobody. He just like us. When you begin to press past the things that held you hostage, don't be surprised that people are not going to pat you on the back and tell you how proud they are of you. That's when they're going to act funny with you. 
when they see you rededicating your life, you're in church, you're tithing, you're giving, you're changing your vocabulary, you're saying, no, thank you, I'm a pass this time. Don't think people are going to be all proud of you jumping up and down. That's when they're going to act funny. But that's when you have to have the strength of character to please God more than please people. Who do you think you are? You have to be bold enough to be who God said you are. Second Corinthians, therefore, if any man is in Christ, he's a new creation. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Satan, sin, self-sabotage have no more dominion over this new creation. I don't want you to wander. I don't want you to go around the mulberry bush over and over. The wilderness wilderness has reference to being in isolation. You feel all alone. You feel bewildered. You feel confused. You feel like ain't nobody there for me. You feel like ain't nothing happening. You go through all of these things, but you got to let go and let God infuse you with the burden-removing, yoke-destroying power from on Hi, are you listening to me? Let me give you a revelation. I'm going to read one more scripture, then I'm going to close out. Come on, Holy Ghost. Two, two scriptures. Galatians chapter 5, verse 6, the Passion Translation says, As you yield to the dynamic life and power of the Holy Spirit, you will abandon, you will abandon, you going to do it. You will abandon the cravings of your self-life. That's when you let the Holy Spirit help your appetite. Your appetite for things. Okay, you used to be able to eat 10 Big Macs and didn't think nothing of it. You used to eat a whole box of uh, uh, Krispy Kremes and think nothing of it and brag about it. I've taken it to food. You take it to what you need to take it to. Then every time somebody sees you come, remember we used to eat all them. I'm not getting ready to talk about that. Because I'm disgusted by it. When you keep talking about it and you keep relishing over it like it was the best fun in your life, then I'm wondering if you were just delivered and not set free. Or free indeed. Deuteronomy, this is where I was trying to go. Deuteronomy chapter 25. Don't forget what Amalek did to you on the road after you left Egypt. Remember we talked about Amalek? How he attacked you when you were tired, barely able to put one foot in front of another, mercilessly cut off your stragglers, and had no regard for God. When God, your God, gives you rust from your enemies that surround you in the inheritance land God, your God, is giving you to possess, you are to wipe the name of Amalek from off the earth. Don't forget. It's time to blot out the name of the things that tripped you up. Quit talking about that stuff. How many persons you laid with, how much sex you had, how much dope you smoked, how much this you did, how many poles you danced on, how, how hot it was when you dropped it. All of this, blot the name of it out and talk about the person of the Holy Spirit who not only delivered you, but he set you free and set you free 
indeed. An escapee, a fugitive is free, but he's not free indeed. When the Lord delivers you and the Lord sets you free, he makes you free indeed. You're not looking back to Egypt. Longingly desiring slave stuff. Sin had us slaves once upon a time. Y'all might not remember, I tell them myself. Saying, Lord, you get me out of this mess, I promise I won't go back. Before I knew it good, I was right back doing the same old stupid stuff again. Seemed like I didn't have power to overcome until I received the precious gift of the Holy Spirit with the Bible evidence of speaking in other tongues as the Spirit of the living God gave me utterance, not just to speak in tongues, but to change my character, to change my mind, to change my attitude. Are you listening to me? He became a comforter, an advocate, a teacher, a helper, an intercessor, a strengthener, and a standby. The Holy Spirit didn't just make me jump and shout and dance in church and speak in tongues. He changed my for real, for real life. I used to walk with a hump in my back. I could hardly look at people in their face because I was so inferior. But now I stand bold and proclaim the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ because the person of the Holy Spirit lives big on the inside of me. He changed my character. He changed my mind. He changed my disposition. The scripture said, don't forget about Amalek. Remember, Amalek was the one. He always came from the back. Amalek was the enemy that always snuck you. Amalek was the enemy that came to your unguarded strengths. Your unguarded strengths. That being the area that I was strong in, but I let my guard down. That's when Amalek showed up. The stuff that I thought I didn't need to guard anymore. That's where Amalek came. Remember, the children of Israel, they were not soldiers. They were slaves. The Amalekites were soldiers. So when the Amalekites attacked them, they came from the back. They attacked the children. They attacked the weak ones. They attacked the elderly. They attacked the weak spot. And when Moses' hands were lifted, it up and praise and worship. We lift our hands and we lift our eyes unto God. We look to a source that is higher than ourselves. If we try to do it in our own strength and our own power, might, and ability, we'll have time, we'll have strength for a period of time. But it's only for an interval of time. But when I trust the person, the third person of the Godhead, then I have the full of time for victory. I used to be successful without custom for about two or three months at a time. But then one day you catch me on the wrong day, I'm going to cuss you out. But when I receive the person of the Holy Spirit, I don't have that issue no more. But I pray in the Holy Spirit every day. Because I, I, I know I, I need to guard that, that strength. I'm not going to have an unguarded strength. Yeah. 
because you still might catch me on the wrong day. Are you listening to me? Amalek was that sneaky person that snuck you when you weren't looking. Don't forget about Amalek. Don't forget about that thing that had you hostage. Don't forget about it. Don't keep talking about it. Wipe it out. Don't keep talking about all the women, all the men, all this, all that stealing used to do. How good of a thief you were. Just blot it out. Wipe it out. If you keep lovingly talking about it, then you're not free indeed. You're free indeed when you wipe it out and you yield to the third person of the Godhead who is the Holy Spirit. Today is Pentecost Sunday. So I'm trying to give you a revelation of the indwelling and the infilling and the inbreaking of the Holy Spirit. Come on. You have to receive the Holy Spirit. He's a perfect gentleman. He's not going to possess you. He's not going to knock you in the head and make you do anything. But when you invite him in, he'll come and he'll give you power to overcome. I'm closing right here. The Holy Spirit is the agent of restoration. He'll restore you and he'll restore your relationships. He restores the image of God. You recreated in God's image and God's likeness. But when we took our eyes off of God, we took on the image of the hideous beast of the field. The Holy Spirit restores our intimacy with God. The Holy Spirit helps us to pray when we don't know how to pray. He helps us to pray the perfect will of God. Therefore, you should pray in the Holy Spirit every single day. The Holy Spirit edifies us. He builds us up on our most holy faith. The Holy Spirit helps us to love. Some people are just hard to love, but the Holy Spirit helps us to love. And I need to love because faith works by love. The Holy Spirit empowers you for self-control and self-command. I won't control myself without the person of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit brings balance in your life so that I'm not too far to the left or too far to the right. The Holy Spirit gives you illumination when you read and you study the Bible. The Holy Spirit leads and guides you into all truth. The Holy Spirit gives you power to be a bold and effective witness. The Holy Spirit gives you power to overcome, especially in the area that you failed at over and over and over again on your own. The Holy Spirit gives you dunamis, dynamic, explosive power, might, and ability, miracle work. Working power. The Holy Spirit gives you co-op, great ability, capacity to produce, ability to excel, power to get wealth. The Holy Spirit gives you kratos, unstoppable, unbeatable, tenacious, bulldog. I won't give up the same kind of power that raised Jesus from the dead, kind of power. The Holy Spirit gives you power to pursue your purpose with passion. The Holy Spirit gives you power to be humble. The Holy Spirit gives you power to be happy. The Holy Spirit gives you power to be grateful. The Holy Spirit gives you power to be faithful. The Holy Spirit gives you power to worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. The Holy Spirit will help you with the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, 
kindness, gentleness, and self-control. If the devil can't steal your joy, he can't steal your stuff. The Holy Spirit will help you to navigate and flow in the gifts of the Spirit. The Holy Spirit will give you wisdom. The Holy Spirit will give you understanding. The Holy Spirit will give you counsel. The Holy Spirit will give you might. The Holy Spirit will give you the fear of the Lord. The Lord has not given you a spirit of fear, but a power and of love and of a sound mind. Won't you receive my friend, my very best friend, the person of the Holy Spirit. My real life changed. My real life changed at 19 years old. My real life changed at 19 years old. And I know yours will too. I believe I could help you. I believe I could help you. Would you let me minister to you today? Would you, would you let me? If you're, if you're born again, I want to minister the baptism of the Holy Spirit to you today. If you're not saved, say this prayer with me. Dear Jesus, come into my heart. Save me now. I turn my back on sin. I turn my heart to you. Dear Jesus, take the throne of my heart. I believe in my heart. I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is my Lord to the glory of the Father. And I am right now born again. If you said that prayer for the very first time, you can come to these socially distanced screen markers or you can uh, inbox us right here on this YouTube page. If you said that prayer, or if you've already said that prayer, then you already qualify for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. There are certain gifts that God gives to his own children. I love all y'all with my real heart, but I only give my own kids my PIN number to my, to my bank account. As much as I love y'all, I just give it to my six kids myself. That is how God is with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a gift given to God's own children. Now, everybody in the earth is a creation of God, but only those who have received Jesus as the Lord of their lives are children of God. When you're a child of God, then you qualify for the third person, God's Holy Spirit, to be resident big on the inside of your life to give you all of that power that I talked about today to change your mind and not just change your mind but to metamorphosize your mind so that you don't keep looking back to your slave days and the sin that had you hostage. I trust that word blessed your life. Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast. Don't forget to connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. And I want you to know that at Destiny Faith Church, we're more than a church. We're a family.